Welcome to the Katie Flea Show, where we talk about how to level up on all areas of your life, including fitness, business, mindset, and relationships. I'm Katie Fleece, busy mom, wife, longtime entrepreneur, and coach who has worked with thousands of people across the world, leading them out of the depths of their frustration and into their greatness. Whether you are an entrepreneur who is ready to build and scale the business of your dreams or someone who is ready to get in the best shape of your life, make sure to listen in and visit the show notes for all of the ways to join me for free. It's time to get out of your own way and unlock your highest potential. Oh my gosh, I am so pumped about today's guest, Miss Danielle. Um, I am really, really excited for you guys to hear the message that she has to share today. So really quick, Danielle, t- just give us a little more information about you, like all of the things, anything that we need to know, kind of just yeah. introduce yourself. That sounds good. So I'm Danielle Massey. I'm a licensed psychotherapist by trade, but I'm not actually a practicing therapist anymore. I'm a best-selling author, the CEO of a holistic healing company that's all virtual, and we service clients all over the world. We've got Reiki, psychotherapy, coaching, everything you can imagine, including shadow work, which is my number one practice, and what my book, Shadow Work, is all about. I'm also the conference founder of Selfish Philly, which is the biggest conference that Philadelphia has. So that's me in a nutshell. I love it. I love it. And you know, what's so funny is like, I feel like I know you, but I don't really know you. Like I followed you on social media. I know we have like uh, mutual friends. And so it's just really funny, like to actually be able to talk to you and, and like officially connect. Social media is so weird that way, isn't it? Because you follow these people, right? Like Crystal, one of our mutual friends put us together and you get to kind of check out what people have going on and you get a sense of who they are, but there's so much that we don't see. And yet we hop on and you feel like, you know, people, and I have that happen with me all the time in my DMS Mm -hmm. where people are talking to me as if we'd known each other for 40 years and I have no idea who they are yet. Because I'll take the time to figure out who they are, yeah. but it's weird. It's a weird world we're in. Yeah. Like, let me do some stalking. Let me, yeah. you know, <laughs> let me do some digging. <laughs> exactly. It's so bizarre. Oh my gosh. Well, I really want to talk to you because I know we are, we're both busy moms. We're, we're business owners, entrepreneurs. And today, like, I want to start off by just like talking about like the limitations um, to creating a successful business empire. And I kind of want to hear like you just riff on that. Like how, how do we get, how and where do we get stuck and where do our shadows, because I know shadow work is something that you do. Like, where do those come up? Where do you see those come up? Absolutely. So for me, I'm someone who got into business back in 2012. Mm -hmm. I come from a family of business owners. So I always knew sort of what it would look like. I had the gist, but the proud Capricorn part of me never wanted to ask for help. I always had to do it on my own. And what I found since then, the 11 years that I've been doing this is that people who are successful are the people who fail over and over and over again. And they're willing to keep going anyway. They'll fail 40 times and they'll be okay with that because they know they're eventually going to get there. But your average person is not going to do that. They're going to fail and they're going to feel down about it. They're going to feel depressed. They're going to feel ashamed. They're going to feel like they haven't done what they set out to do. And so they'll quit. 
and take the easy route instead. And obviously it's easier said than done because it's heartbreaking to have rejections, to have no's, to have things not work, to have years where you don't make any money. And then to actually get there afterwards feels incredible, but you have to be willing to stay. So shadow, shadow work is the process of going into the unconscious mind to deal with anything that the brain has repressed. And the brain represses the vast majority of the things that you come in contact with. Like for instance, you literally have in your head every license plate you've ever seen. But if I asked you to name one that's not yours, you probably would not be able to do that because that's weird. You don't need that information. So the brain puts it away. Mm. So for us, the way that our brains work is that we are constantly repressing stuff that's too heavy, too traumatic, um, the things that make us look at the world a certain way. So when we fail, we're really triggered and all of our old shit comes up to the surface. I hope it's okay that I curse. I curse a lot. Okay, cool. All of our old shit comes up to the surface. And when it does, it shuts us down. So that's why you have some people who are able to have that resiliency to fail over and over and over again. And the vast majority of people who won't, it's all the old stuff that's stuck buried deep down in your mind. That's causing you to feel like you can't do it. And so you stop yourself before you start. Wow. Yeah. Makes, makes total sense. And I see it on the business side of things. I also see it in the, you know, the, the people I work with in the fitness industry, like it's the same. So my question is then for those people that do like, don't have that resiliency built up like, can they get there? Can they get absolutely? So what, what would your advice be for somebody who's in that? They're like, yeah, I failed too much. I quit. Like, you know, I've quit 77 times. Like what's your advice to get them to the point where they're like, you're, you're almost using that failure as just momentum or as, as more, uh, fuel to your fire, so to speak. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be when you get there. I know for me, it was really hard to do this. And it actually took me quite a few years to get into shadow work. And that would be the thing that I'd recommend. Mm -hmm. You guys all know it. Like you hop on social media and people are like, just find your way through it. Just figure it out. Just be positive, which is adorable. When someone tells you you're depressed, (laughs) you just just smile. You want to tell them like F themselves, right? Like that's never going to work because you don't know what's underneath it. You don't remember that time in second grade when your teacher told you that you weren't smart enough and they gave that like special award to the boy sitting next to you. They have no idea. So shadow work really is what I'd recommend because you can go back to those moments and literally change how they exist in your mind, your body, and your energy. And when we do that, we break past them. Now it's not the only way, right? Like there's a thousand different pathways to do this. I just find this one to be the most effective. And it's actually the reason I stopped being a therapist. This is way more impactful. Mm, So good. And, and I will say this, like I've done shadow work too, and I forever put it off because I was like, no, I had a good childhood. I got, I had parents that loved me. Like there's no reason I need to do shadow work. Okay. But holy shit I did. And so many things came up for me that really just helped me see like why I was responding to certain situations the way that I did, or, you know, things that I felt about myself or the judgment that I would put onto other people. Like it, it makes everything so much more clear the way that you see things. And you, it it just brings an understanding that you have about yourself that for me personally, like didn't exist before I did that, 
that deep work, which by the way, can be painful. Totally. Yeah. We can't pretend like it's not right. Like shadow work sounds ominous because it kind of sucks sometimes, Mm -hmm. but all that strength that you pull from it, it's kind of like going to the gym, right? Like, especially when you're first starting, nobody wants to go if they haven't been to the gym in three years, but then you go and it sucks. And then you go again and it sucks. And you go again, you start to feel good. And then you go again, and you start to feel great. And then by the end, it's an addiction because your body is so responsive to it. Your chemicals that are being produced in the brain are so powerful that you can't wait to go again, but you have to get yourself to that point. Shadow work is exactly the same. Yes, 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 yes. So what would you say, like, what keeps people stuck? Like, are there certain things that you see that keep people stuck? And how do their shadows play into that? So whether it's like in entrepreneurship, like, you know, cause you've been in the entrepreneurship world for a while, or maybe in their relationships or in their fitness journey. Yeah. I think about it like this, cause it's all the same, just like different threads of the exact same strand. So when we get into something, we usually go in really optimistic and we get really excited about it. We have so many ideas. We're really into whatever it is that we're going to build and create and how it's going to help people. Same thing with relationships. We get excited about where it's going to go. We get excited about that potential that we see in the other person and where we could go. We're like building the Barbie dream house in our head on date number one. And then once we get past the optimism and into the real stuff, that's where it starts to get heavy and it feels like a lot of work. And then the step after we get into that realness is what I like to call the pit of despair. When you realize that everything sucks and you hate it. And that's the space that people usually turn back around. Mm. But if we can get past that pit of despair and really deal with the shadow work stuff and see like, what is making me feel so heavy? What's making this feel like it's impossible? What's bringing up all these really awful emotions for me at this moment? Then we can push past it. And then we can get into real optimism where we actually have a healthy understanding of what it is that we're dealing with and a plan for how to see it through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you give us some, maybe some examples of how you see this play out? Like, let's stick with the entrepreneur theme here. So like in entrepreneurship, how, what are some examples of how you see people stay stuck in their shadows without uncovering, covering them and what that may look like in the, you know, on the business side of things? Yeah, I'll give you a real life example, because this one comes up Oh my God. If I told you like a hundred times a year with my students, like this is the biggest one. So somebody has the idea for the business that they want to run. I'm going to come up with like an archetype in my mind for who she is. Let's just call her Nancy. And Nancy comes in and she's like, I really have this amazing idea. I want to be a Reiki facilitator. I want to have a business that services people all around the globe. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just put it out there. I'm going to build it and the people will flock to me. And then they start to do that. So they got their Instagram. It looks all pretty. It's perfectly branded. Everything's great. They don't have a lot of followers yet. And then they start posting about Reiki. What are the benefits? Why is it something good? And no one's showing up. And then they announce their launch and no one's showing up. And then they announce the free challenge they're doing and nobody's showing up. And now that's where we start to hit that realism point of it starting to feel heavy. And now three to five months goes by and no one showed up 
and they keep trying to pull from different avenues. Maybe I can get them with an email list. Maybe I can offer another challenge. Maybe I can have this happen, but their email list isn't growing. Their following isn't growing and they're just feeling so heavy. That's the moment when if we go back into their shadow, what we'll find is them in like kindergarten on the first day of school, getting all excited to go and nobody wants to sit with them at lunch. And it's that simple, right? It's just that feeling in that moment of nobody wants me, nobody likes me, and it's triggered. And so what happens in the body when those old feelings get triggered is that we have this sensory experience that's similar enough that the same chemicals will get produced in the brain. And those chemicals are emotions. So we'll have some shame, we'll have sadness, we'll have a little bit of anger sometimes underlying some of those bigger feelings. And those chemicals that get produced get sent down the spine into the body. And now what they're going to feel like in the body is anxiety. Anxiety is adrenaline and cortisol that pumps through the body. So we'll have the heart start to race. We'll have that feeling of that heaviness. It kind of weighs on you. It could feel like having foggy thoughts, like you can't complete a sentence in your own mind. It might feel like your breath is getting shallow. You might even feel your shoulders kind of pulling up towards your ears as that tension builds. And depending on how you responded in kindergarten, when that happened to you at the lunch table, whether you fought back and you're like, where is everybody? Or you ran away and ate lunch in the bathroom by yourself. Or if you just froze and sat there like a scarecrow and just didn't eat lunch, you sat there at the table by yourself. Whatever you did then is what your body's going to do now because it's done it before. Mm -hmm. So you're going to replicate that. So depending on what's happened to you, you might just start not posting altogether. You might just stop trying altogether, or you might be fighting it, like posting like crazy, burning yourself out, trying to drag people in. And that needy pick me energy comes through so intensely. Right. What happens in those moments is if you haven't done the shadow work and you don't understand where it comes from, you perpetuate it and make it worse. It's like you kind of hit this button and it all spirals out of control. And that's what I see time and time and time again. We could take that exact same example, extrapolate it and put it in a relationship. We do this everywhere because those old memories make us see the world differently so that my view of the world is not yours. I'm seeing it through one lens. You're seeing it through a very different one. It's as unique as fingerprints. So if you go to have people help you and they say, just try this. Just try that. Like all those business mentorships I see people go into, just try and launch this thing. You should have a workbook. You should do this. None of it works because we're not dealing with the root source. We're not getting to the core of the problem, which is all the shit you're holding on to from your childhood. And that's where shadow work is magic. So, so good. And actually it it brings back a conversation that my husband and I just had a couple of weeks ago. And it, it's like- he would say things to me about, oh my gosh, you're going to laugh about my Starbucks addiction. Okay. <laughs> As I'm like sipping on my Starbucks. Okay? Listen, we all have like, a problem. Right. Listen, come on. But like, like, like things like you spend way too much money at Starbucks. Okay. Something so simple. And I could not figure out why it was triggering me so bad to the point where I was like angry, like genuinely angry when he would say that to me. And it's so funny because like, I would like really had to sit with myself and figure out what, like my body would heat up. Like I could feel like, you know, the blood rushing up my neck, like my neck was hot. Like it was weird. Okay. And it all goes back 
to when I was a teenager and an adult teacher told me that I would never amount to anything. Now, as weird as that sounds, it's because it's like I took that as so like when he says I spend too much money at Starbucks, right? I'm like, it's all, it takes me back to my teenage years when I'm like, what am I? I'm not successful enough. I'm not good right. enough. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like right. a simple comment about Starbucks. Like I probably do spend too much money at Starbucks, but it, yeah. it like, took me down a whole rabbit hole when he right. was doing things. So I literally had to have that conversation with him and be like, Hey, listen, when you say this to me, even though it's probably true and it's silly to so many other people, let me tell you where it takes me back to. Crazy, right? But it's like little things like that. We don't even realize that things that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, we, our bodies still hold on to all of those things. And they never let it go. Everything you've ever experienced is in your head from before you were born from the womb. You're creating memories at that age. So everything is in there, which means that your nervous system is wired based on your past. And I do that all the time. My husband thinks I'm out of my mind, just so you guys know. But I do stuff like that all the time where we'll have a conversation. I'm like, give me an hour to like, let me figure out what the root cause of it is. And then I come back and I'm like, I remember now when I was in third grade, this thing happened. Or I remember when I was 22, my ex-boyfriend did this and now I'm triggered by it. And you don't know it until you figure it out. But the good stuff about it is when you've done a lot of shadow work, you don't pop off like that anymore. Like you don't have that really intense emotion. It feels like on a scale of one to 10, it feels like a three. So the emotions are still there. It just doesn't feel crazy, which I know as a mom was a game changer for me because I was someone who used to have a lot of anger come up, especially around loss of control, which is like my biggest trigger. And with parenting, there's no control whatsoever. And with business, there's no control whatsoever. You can try, but it's just going to be like, it's going to be cute as you attempt it. Right. Right. So let me ask you this. So that was like, those are some really great examples for like entrepreneurship and in relationships. Um, Just because I'm in the fitness world, like I'm curious to know, like, are there certain, um, like, can you give an example of how that might play out in somebody's like body or the weight loss results that they get or don't get? Yeah. And you know, what's funny about this is some of this can actually be directly related. Mm. Our bodies, when they have too much adrenaline and cortisol actually hoard fat. And so you can't lose weight in the same way. Yes. So uh this makes it really, really difficult for people who are trying to lose weight and doing like, quote unquote, all the right things, because your body might be holding onto that fat in case of an emergency, because if it's constantly in fight or flight, it needs an energy source to pull from, and that's going to be your fat. Mm. So here's something that comes up that I see a lot of the time in the fitness world is people who really want to make this change in reality, they don't actually want to like in theory, it's great. And in reality, the actual execution of it is way too overwhelming for your nervous system because being overweight is a safety mechanism. It keeps you safe. Your brain likes the known. Your brain likes what's always been. So if you're trying to create a change that's long-term and something that will really sustain itself, you have to create new neural pathways. You have to literally rewire the brain. And that's a lot for your brain to deal with. So what will happen instead is that little voice in your head Everybody knows that voice, right? Yeah. 
that is your ego. And it's actually an evolutionary function of the brain meant to keep you exactly where you are. The job of that ego voice is to keep that unconscious information from coming through. Because if you discover yourself and figure out those underlying things, the brain's process is we could bring up traumas that are too intense and maybe she or he won't be able to undo that. So we're just going to keep her where she is and we're going to keep him where he is. That way, if we don't change, we can just be safe. So safety is like the biggest thing that stops growth, whether it's in fitness or anything else. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I literally just had this conversation with somebody the other day too. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like being overweight or in that body. It's familiar. Yeah. And, and so you're exactly right. Like you literally have to change. Like I even say like you, you have to create a new identity, you know, Mm -hmm. You'll be a different person and people will treat you differently too. I think that's the thing that's thrown me off the most throughout my life is I've had periods of time where my body has been incredibly in shape. And I've had periods of time where after having two kids and then I had cancer back in 2018, where my body did not look the same anymore whatsoever. And people treat you differently. People look at you differently. Your value in terms of how society sees you is different. So it's not even just internal, it's external too. And how is the world going to relate to me once I make this shift? And for a lot of women, becoming more physically fit is actually threatening because then you have to deal with what the outside world is going to say based on that new physique. Yes. So much. Yes. To that so much. And it's almost like they don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's frightening to, to even think about, you know, um, you mentioned a little bit about the ego, which is really interesting to me, um, and how the ego plays out. And, um, So would you say, like, would you view the ego as a good thing or a bad thing? I wouldn't actually put it as like good or bad, right? It's neutral. It's just something that exists, but you can use it to work in your favor if you know how to work it. So for me, I've got this girlfriend, she's a huge influencer. She's got a big, big following. She makes millions of dollars a year and her ego is still there. And we talk about, I'm actually having a conversation with her in like an hour and a half about a project we're doing together. Mm -hmm. And we joke all the time. Like it doesn't matter what level of success we hit. It doesn't matter how much money we have, how easy life is. If there's an up-leveling about to happen, that ego is so loud And what we do now, instead of what we did before is when it comes up, we know what it is. And so we can just kind of trust ourselves and say, thank you so much for trying to protect me, but I'm going to make this decision to get out of my comfort zone anyway. So recognizing it is a huge part of the battle because most people think that voice in their head is just themselves, right? And really in reality, it's an amalgamation of every bad thing anyone has ever said to you in an effort to keep you safe. That's Mm. all that it is. So good. And it's not even your own thoughts. Right. I think too, just like recognizing, like there's so much power in recognizing the ego, you know, like you said, it's neutral. It's not good or bad, but so many people don't recognize it. Mm -hmm. And that's what holds them back. You know, exactly right. Like when it pops up, like you notice it like, oh, okay. Hey, thank you for that. But (laughs) we're doing it different now. (laughs) 
I hear it for myself all the time at the gym, right? Like when I'm working out, if I'm doing something that is pushing me out of my comfort zone and I'm doing something like, let's say I'm doing a set of reps that are way heavier than I normally do. Like normally I'm doing low rep and high frequency. So I'm doing something that's outside of my comfort zone. And that little voice in my head is like, we can't do this anymore. I need to stop. Physically, my body can do it. I know that it can. But my head is telling me to stop because it's going to create some level of change. And so I just in that moment, breathe through it. And then I do another couple more because I can. And it proves to me over time that I can. And it's the same thing in business. I host this big conference, Selfish Philly. This year, we're partnered with the W Hotels, which is a huge expander for me. And also a lot of pressure because they're a luxury brand. So for them to stick their name next to mine was huge and it scared the shit out of me. It did. And now the standards are so much higher and the number of people I've drawn is a lot higher and the quality of everything I do is higher. So I could have let that be the thing that stops me. And I thought about it. I'm not going to lie and pretend like I didn't. I thought about it, but then I just remind myself that this is the next level that I want to get to. So why wouldn't I take it? It's right here in front of me. All I have to do is say yes. And I did. Oh, so good. So good. So where or or what would you say to somebody who said like I did? um, I don't need shadow work. I don't have any shadows. I had a great childhood. Like I don't have any trauma. What would you say to somebody like that? Because I was that person, by the way. Uh, I was that person too, believe it or not. Now I like live and breathe shadow work. It's hilarious. Um, I would say to anybody who thinks that they don't need it, that it's up to you, right? Like we can't force shadow work on you. We can't make you into someone who's going there the same way that we can't force you into a gym. Yeah. But when you're ready to decide, it's only going to make you better. It's never going to make you worse. So if you're interested in becoming the best version of yourself and you really want to do some stuff that's going to make a huge impact in a small amount of time, shadow work is waiting for you. And it's going to be transformative when you do it. And I think everybody honestly needs it because I mean, after being a therapist for 10 years and dealing with the same stuff all the time where people would come in and complain about the same issues, we'd solve those surface level problems. And then two years later, they'd come back in. We're not getting to the root if we're not going there and being intentional about it. So take a little bit of time to be very intentional so that your life is better across the board. Yeah. Do you think too, that like once you've done it and you understand it and you like understand yourself and how, like why and how you respond to things in certain situations and all of that, do you think that you're more in tune with other people too? And like see how their shadows play out and almost, you almost, um, can understand them better. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're all narcissistic. To a point, right? Like the way that our brains work is that we're always thinking about us. We're always thinking about what we need. So when we've done shadow work and we can kind of do this thing called metacognition, where you're thinking about your thoughts, Mm -hmm. getting into the habit of thinking about your thoughts means that there's always a two-step process in your thinking. It's not linear anymore. So when somebody does something to you, you're not immediately going to jump to that person doesn't like me. You're going to jump to thinking about what's happening and go, okay, let's come up with some reasons why this might be the case. Mm -hmm. Let me actually tune in and see, maybe there's something going on for them that I'm missing. We start to look Look for something that my old therapy supervisor used to call the backbeat. Like you ever hear in music, there's like 
feel like the bass player is always playing the backbeat. Like it's always weird. It's always funky. If they played it on their own, you would never know what the song is, but it's there. And it's like a huge part of it. We want to look for the backbeat for anybody, for ourselves, for the people around us, because that's where all the juicy stuff happens. And we really understand the situation. Yeah. So good. And I feel like too, that just, it can, you know, I think at least for me, when somebody would do something to me, whether it was, you know, they would say something about me or post something on social media or whatever, maybe, you know, um, I was always very defensive, but now with in my own right, you know, I think we all have that, but now it it is truly like, it, it makes you stop and pause first and really kind of just realize that there's something deeper there for them to say, you know, such things or for them to act a certain way or to do something towards you or whatever it may be. And it just makes your life so much easier too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. (laughs) And what was it for you? Like, what was the catalyst for you to say, I'm finally ready to dive into the shadow stuff? You know, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't really remember Um, now that you say that, I don't know that there was like one specific thing. I think for me, I just like heard so many people talk about it. And like I said, I was like, I had a great childhood, amazing parents. I still do, you know, like there was really no reason for me to, um, maybe dive into it. It like that ego, right. was coming up like, Oh, well, look at me. I've got the perfect life. Not really. (laughs) Um, but, um, I think too, there were, maybe just, I I noticed like several months in a row, there was like certain things that were really triggering me. And I think for me, I was just like, okay, I've got to figure out why, like, why is this triggering me so much? And so I don't know that there was like one specific thing that triggered me. And I was like, okay, fine. I've got to figure this out. But I think it was just over a couple months time. Um, and a lot of times too, like I, um, would start a lot of projects too and never finish any. And so I think there were certain, just, just things that compiled over time that I was like, okay, I really need to understand myself. Plus that kind of stuff, like really interests me. (laughs) It is cool. Uh And yeah, exactly what you said is actually what 99% of people say when they come to me first for shadow work. Everybody gets on the phone because we usually do that like 15 minute discovery call thing. And the first line is like, I had a great childhood because they yeah. want me to know that. Right. But I'm noticing some shit that's happening with me yeah. and it's weird. And yeah. I think there's a stereotype that people have in their minds of like, you need to be broken in some way to right. do shadow work. Yeah. But I think- just being a human means you need to do shadow work in the same way that I think everybody needs to go to the gym. I think everybody needs to have a, like at least a minor nutrition background to understand the food that you're putting into your body. I think we all should have a therapist. I think everybody should do shadow work. Yeah. If we all did those things, the world would be so different. So different. Mm-hmm. So different. Yeah. Um. Really quick before we get off of here, Danielle, something just popped in my head. And I want to hear your take on this. And okay. if you feel like it, it relates to shadows, um, people that, and I see this a lot in my industry, in the fitness industry, but also in the, the business industry, like really pretty much everywhere. People have that, um, almost play the victim card all the time. Yeah. Like, 
oh, I will never be this, or I sign up for this program and it's not working because of blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, I will never be that. Or So like, what do you say to people that have that victim mentality? Is Do you think it is related to something much deeper? Oh, absolutely. I Okay, here's the thing, right? Anything that we go through today is something that's happened to us before. Nothing happens in a vacuum because our life is really built on creating patterns. That's how human beings work. So if we're the victim now, it means we've been the victim before and it's served us in some way. It's worked out in a positive sense. So when we have a victim mentality, it means that we're actually getting something from it, whether it's validation, whether it's attention, whether it's the ability to stay safe, it's doing something for us. So when people come in with a victim mentality and for the record, I was one of those people. When I got diagnosed with cancer, it was the perfect space to be a victim because I could literally play the cancer card and I could use that however I wanted to. And that wasn't serving me. It wasn't making me get better. It was just enabling me to stay the same. Mm -hmm. So when you sign up for anything, I don't care what it is. If you want to step into that role, you'll find a way. And if you wanted to help you grow, you will find a way. And it doesn't matter what it is. So if that's something you want to work on and you really want to start to understand the depths of why it is that feeling comfortable in that space works for you, shadow work is the next right step. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there too, is like it having that victim mentality is like, like you said, it brings up something, whether it's attention that we weren't used to getting as mm-hmm. a child or from your you know, spouse or whatever. And so playing that victim mentality, it gets us that atten- attention that we crave so much or um, yeah, like there's so many things that, that go into it, which is really interesting. It is. I actually have someone in my head as we're talking about this. She's someone who um, she's like a distant family member and she uses all the victim stuff to work for her where she has a bunch of medical issues that she's probably making worse with her victimhood. And this is, I cannot stress this enough. This is not the case for everybody, but she uses her religion as something to also keep her in that space where she has no control and she gives it up to God, but she's not going to take any steps. And so Mm. the thing I always say with her is like, God helps those who help themselves. You've got to do something, right? You've got to take some aligned actions or you're going to remain here, which if you want to do that, you're doing perfect. Keep it going. But if you don't, if you truly want to create some movement in your life, you've got to start moving differently. Yes aligned action. Boom. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Underline that highlight it, circle it aligned action. I talk about that all the time. It's everything. You it cannot is- do anything without aligned action. It is everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good girl. So good. Well, anything that you maybe want to touch on before we get off of here that we haven't touched on or anything you want to leave the audience with in particular, I feel like we could talk forever. even before this, we were talking about all the things we were going to talk about. We'll, we'll get to them next time. I suppose (laughs) all of the things that before, before I hit record, we were talking about all of the, the craziness that being a mom and an entrepreneur have like, we could literally probably spend the next, I don't know, week talking about that. Seriously. Uh, Yeah. It creates a whole new slew of issues and also a lot of opportunity for growth. 
That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Danielle. Like I have just loved this conversation. Like I totally geek out on this type of stuff. So I could literally just listen to you talk like the rest of the day. It'd be fine. (laughs) We'll have me back and we'll have those other conversations. We'll keep it going, but thank you for having me. All right. Tell us really quick where we can find you. You can find me on social media everywhere, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest at IAM Danielle Massey. And then also my website is exactly the same thing, IAM Danielle Massey. And if you're in the wellness field, if you want to get into wellness in some kind of way, my big Selfish Philly conference is going to be happening on September 17th at the W Hotel in Philadelphia. We have incredible room rates and tickets are going to be going on sale soon. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yes. Go give her a follow. Check her out. She's got some really great stuff. So, all right. Talk to you later, Danielle. Bye.